This is the Norman Powell support group. We have donuts and coffee over there on that table to your right. Again, this is the Norman Powell support group. I mean, how do you go for 10 fancy points in 30 minutes with everyone out, team to himself? How it, can someone explain that? To me? that? That's all I want. It's literally the only answer that I want is how does Norman Powell go for 10 fancy points in 30 minutes against the Thunder with the team to himself? That's what I wanted. And even with the Norman Powell tilt, sure, yeah, he was... Close to 100% in some high-stakes tournaments. is massive chalk, as he should have been. He was so clearly underpriced for it. So annoying, man. I don't understand how that's happened. But even with Norman Paul, I was still going to cash. But then low owned Porzingis, who was having a really solid game against the Pistons. Got him at 14% of my tournament. Looking good. And massive foul trouble. Loses eight to nine minutes, and I missed the cash by a couple points in tournaments. I have been absolutely incinerating my lineup. Not just a little flame to the money, incinerating it. I mean, are you kidding me with the foul trouble again? And for the guy at low ownership, too, for Porzingis. Now, I faded Luca tonight at 80% ownership, and I still would have cashed with Powell and no Luca if Porzingis didn't get in foul trouble. I missed by a couple points in tournaments. Let's go over my lineup. Uh, I got Jose Alvarado at 10%. He also got injured, went to the locker room, barely didn't play a ton in the second half. I don't know if, it, if where he went, if he went to the locker room was, was the reason, uh, but yeah, he did not play a lot of second half minutes. I think it could contribute, contribute to that. Um, I was hammering him. I really liked the Suns, the main Suns guys, and Booker, CB3, and Aiton. They all absolutely smashed. Booker, 53 fancy points. Paul, 41. And then I went to Shea Gildas Alexander, who was the better point-per-dollar play of the two between him and Luca, Went for 63 fancy points. Um, Murphy and Marshall, both solid values. Again, Porzingis, low ownership. Massive foul trouble. Um, just so incredibly tilting. And then the Norman Powell thing, right? Come on. 10 in 30 minutes. 10 fancy points in 30 minutes. I mean, I tweeted this, but my life would literally be infinitely better if, I, if we just get X out Norman Powell from, from DraftKings. Just don't put, him in the, don't put him in the player pool. But, yeah, guys, it took a massive risk um, with fading at 80% on Luka, and it wasn't looking good early. I was kind of Joe messing around in the Discord. I was like, oh, you know, after the first quarter, I'm looking great without Luka Doncic. Nah, I was, it was not good. It was not good. But I still would have cashed if Porzingis did not get in foul trouble. I literally missed by a few points in tournaments. So, and then Alvarado injury too probably contributed to why he didn't play uh, much in there in the second half. One slate, man. And the Porzingis foul trouble really like, again. It's it's every day. It's like I don't want to like harp on this too much, but just it takes a toll on you eventually, man. When you're dealing with an injury or a foul, like you you have no chance. You have very little chance in tournaments. When one of your players, especially at low ownership, gets in foul trouble and loses big minutes. Or they get injured, right? Like, it's every day. So I've been incinerating my money because I've literally been running incredibly bad. Uh, but did uh, make it back and more on prize picks today. Went two for two. And we got unlucky with the Thunder trolling us. 
uh, saying, so we took the train man over three assists. The Thunder troll us, and SGA was ruled out the night before. He gets a midday upgrade from out to questionable. Of course, he's going to end up playing. Train man still hit the over assist, even with SGA. And then we also took the CJ over assist. He went easily over. So another great day there over on Prize Picks. We can pivot to that. Prize Picks, they're the sponsor of this video, guys. If you are not familiar with it, um, it's really fun. Player pop sites. Um, I really enjoy uh, making line or making slips. You can build a two, three, four, even up to five player props. And if you build five and all five hit, you can up to 10 extra money. They also have a <coughs> ton of different sports here. So, um, yeah, make sure to use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. So $300 to use on the site. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's been great over there recently. So, all right. And then, oh, yeah, if you're looking for uh, premium content, check out my Patreon. I have a lot of different packages linked down below. We'll start off with Orlando and Cleveland. So Orlando side, they're running their players a lot of minutes. Mancaro, Ronald Carter Jr., Coy Anthony, Franz Wagner, all these guys are playing like 35 minutes a game. Not necessarily the best match experience for Cleveland, but I think all the main guys are, are fine. Um, Carter Jr. probably would be my favorite, but again, a little bit of a tougher spot here. Um, same with Mancaro, right? They're playing big minutes, but don't really love the spot here against Cleveland. Cole Anthony, another guy that if you roster him consistently, you will be losing years off your life. He's just such a frustrating roster. Franz Wagner is kind of just indifferent on him. Terrence Ross, he's playing big minutes, but he's score independent. So, like, this is his floor. But if he knocks down a shot like two games ago, he can provide a ceiling. I'll mention Bull Bull, but I don't know if I want to pay 4-7 for him. He had a really good game last game, but, <clears throat> yeah, I think the price is a little bit too much. Moving on to Cleveland. So, Cleveland, no Darius Garland. Ah, who's, who's ready to lose some money with Karis LeVert? I know I am. Is shooting awful every time I play the guy. I mean, come on. But yeah, Donovan Mitchell, 9.5K. You should play big minutes, but 40 minutes regulation last game. The game did go to overtime. I mean, he's the clear go-to guy. He's doing the ball handling. Um, I like Donovan Mitchell. They are a good amount. Allen and Mobley, they're both kind of fine. Um, Allen's played a bit better to start the season. Mobley's been quiet. Uh, 26, 23, and 26 fancy points, but he's still getting a lot of run, and the price isn't bad on Mobley, so... I think he's like a fair play in the mid-range. Harris LeVert, I mean, he's really not been playing very well, but um, he will be kind of that secondary playmaker for this team. Kevin Love, I'm not sure why he only played 14 minutes last game. I don't think he got injured or anything, so <clears throat> that is a little bit concerning, but the price dipped below 5K, and we know Kevin Love is a great point-per-minute guy. And then Shetty Osman, I mean, he's going to play pretty decent minutes off the bench. I think he's fine, but... Uh, the price is not as good as it was last slate. I'm not max messing with Isaac Okoro. No way. You couldn't pay me to roster Isaac Okoro. All right, Atlanta and Detroit. So Atlanta, another team. They're running a tight rotation. Murray Young should play huge minutes if this game stays competitive. 38, 40, and 39 minutes here for DeJounte Murray. Where Trey Young is playing 38, 37, and 33. So I like both guards a good amount here. Um, if the game stays competitive, um, probably one of those guys will have a really good game. John Collins is also playing a lot. 34, 36, 38 minutes. Again, they're just giving their main guys a lot of run here. So I don't mind Collins in the mid-range. Capello and Okongu are splitting the center minutes. No real interest there. DeAndre Hunter's 5-4. He's kind of just the odd man out offensively. You know, he's a decent defender, but he's taking a backseat offensively. I'm not really going to mess with the bench because they're not playing the bench a lot. So that's it for Atlanta. On the Detroit side, Kate Cunningham has not been great. Not great in the preseason. It's not been great in the regular season. And I'm a Pistons fan. It kind of pains me to say it, but... I don't think Cade's going to be that good. I think he's like an okay player, but I don't think he's going to be a superstar in this league. Um, I don't. 
But uh, yeah, Cade's also another very frustrating roster. He hasn't been in foul trouble yet, but just wait. There's gonna, he's going to get in foul trouble and in massive foul trouble, I might add, very, very, very soon. Big Nivey feels priced about right. Sadiq Bey, Stewart, Bogdanovich, all just kind of there. Just not a lot I love here for the Pistons uh, team. Philadelphia and Toronto. Even beat stay out of foul trouble. I need the Harden people to be punished. All right? I really, they need to feel pain. The Harden people need to feel pain. They can't keep running this good. Now, Harden's a solid player. He is, but gosh, I just, being massive foul trouble when he's like 99% owned. Really tilted about Harden, right? I am. He still owes me a lot of money from, from last year for what he did to me. But yeah, Embiid, 10-4. So I think a lot of the field's going to gravitate to James Harden at 9-6. And I'm Fine if you want to go to Harden. He's probably going to be a bit overowned. We saw the ownership last slate. He's a good play, but I do think he's going to be a bit too popular in GPPs. If everyone's going to play Harden, I'm totally fine playing Joel Embiid for a bit more. I know Embiid has struggled a bit this, this season. He's dealt in some foul trouble. He's not really shot well. Six of 21. We got a couple games with massive foul trouble, but um, I think it's a nice leverage. So, yeah, take more risks. What I will say in GPPs, Take more risks. You will be a more profitable player if you take more risks. All right. Tobias Harris, Maxi, they're both solid options in the mid-range. Harris should play, you know, mid-30s minutes, as should Maxi. Uh, Maxi is relatively short independent. So he's not going to do a lot of the peripheral stats. And for that reason, he has a relatively low floor. We've seen it two of the last three games. But when he really gets it going, kind of like he did last game, he has a ceiling. So that's the issue with Maxi is low floor, but high ceiling. I just don't think we have to play PJ Tucker on this slate. Melton's questionable. If he misses, you probably get, you know, backup point guard run for a guy like Shake Milton. He's the flat min price. I guess you could take a shot at him in large field tournaments. The Toronto side, keep an eye on Scotty Barnes. He's currently questionable. If he misses, we saw Coloco start last game, but he only played for 18 minutes. It was pressure to Chua that came off the bench and went for 22 rebounds. Against his former team, 22 rebounds for Precious Achua. I mean, that is out of this world. Never seen anything like that. Um, but yeah, Scotty Barnes is out. Expect, you know, this, this grouping of Coloco, Boucher, and Achua to get more minutes. Um, they're, all, they're probably all going to throw bodies at Embiid. Um, again, Achua had the good game last game. If Boucher, he only played 12 minutes and kind of, again, he was in some foul trouble. Uh, maybe they're, they're kind of taking easy on his minutes with the hammy, but... Um, I mean, if everyone's, if a lot of the field gravitates towards Achua, I'd rather take the shot in Boucher. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of the starters, they will kind of go the hot hand there on the, the bench. Um, if Scotty Barnes plays, I don't know if we have to mess with it. And then Siakam, so if he's, if they start like Coloco at the five, then I'm fine playing Siakam. If they start Siakam at the five against Embiid, uh, I don't like targeting centers against Embiid. So, um, would be worried about the foul risk. Again, if there's no Scotty Barnes, Van Fleet, OG, and Gary Trent are all fine. They should play big minutes. Moving on to Charlotte and New York. This is an interesting game. Tougher matchup here for Charlotte, but Rogier doubtful and uh, Cody Martin doubtful. So you know where the offense is running through. This game can stay competitive. It's going to be Hayward. It's going to be Oubre. It's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. I think all three look pretty good. Dennis Smith Jr. played 34 minutes last game, one for 37 fancy points. Kelly Oubre started the game literally, I think, like one of 10 or something. Finished 9 of 20, shooting one for 41 fancy points. And Gordon Hayward finished with a solid 23 fancy points. Um, this is where the offense is running through. So I think all three of those main Charlotte guys look good. PJ ranks behind those guys more for secondary play. 
Plumlee and Richards are splitting center minutes. If a lot of the field chases Nick Richards' big game last game, I'll just pass. He is a good point per minute guy. He's not going to go for 40 fancy points in 20 minutes again. So he's a fine value, but probably will be a bit over-owned. Uh, McDaniels at 4-7, kind of just there for value. Moving on to the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks been involved in a couple blowouts here recently. Randall 8-2 does feel a bit underpriced. I do like the matchup a lot here against the Charlotte Hornets. RJ Barrett's kind of taking a backseat here. Um, sub-30 fancy points in the first three games, but... Um, he is a guy that's still getting shot attempts up 18, 15, and 19. When he's knocking down his shots, he does have a ceiling. But the guy I like the best here probably is Jalen Brunson. Dealt with some foul trouble here. Dealt a little bit of foul trouble here. Um, this game was a massive blowout. So, like, I do think we're probably seeing, like, 35 minutes from Brunson in a competitive game. 6.6 just does feel a, a bit too cheap. So, I kind of like Brunson. I think, you know, boxer watchers might um, might avoid him. But I feel like he's the most underpriced of those main of that main grouping. If you want to deal with the headache of Robinson Hartenstein for tournaments, you can. If Robinson stays out of foul trouble, he has a massive ceiling. If he gets in foul trouble, Hartenstein most likely has a good game. So if you want to deal with that headache, you can. Fournier, no thank you. Emmanuel Quickly's 4.3K. Um, he's a guy that if you can find his way into more minutes, he is very, very productive. So I always don't mind taking a shot at him. He's pretty similar to like a Bones Highland who we'll talk about in a bit. A guys that, you know, are running the offense with the second unit. And if they find their way into extra minutes, they're going to have a really, really good game. Brooklyn, Milwaukee. So top end guys, KD, Kyrie, I think are solid tournament plays. They're both going to be low owned. KD was like 3% last slate. Kyrie was like 0.5%. Um, they both had good games. If the game says competitive, you know why. I'm not as interested in Ben Simmons. Here's why. I think he's going to be guarding Giannis a lot. He's very prone to foul trouble. I don't know if I want to deal with the headache of Ben Simmons getting foul trouble. So I'll probably pass in Ben Simmons. Nick Claxton at 6K should play over 30 minutes, but he can stay out of foul trouble. He's played pretty well this year. Joe Harris, eh. Royce O'Neal, we know we're getting out of him. 35-plus minutes, probably an okay game. Probably not going to kill you. Probably won't win you a GPP. He's a relatively safe value play. On the Milwaukee side, Giannis had the combo. Does look really good at 11-2. Great matchup. The Nets play very little defense. So I do like Giannis quite a bit there at the top. Drew Holiday, 8-5. Feels a little pricey, but we saw the ceiling last game going for 50 fancy points in 32 minutes. Bobby Portis, not going to play huge minutes, but should be very productive in that time. I think he's fine. Dusty Brook Lopez still getting about 30 minutes a game. He's an okay value play. Grayson Allen should start. He should play around 30 minutes. He's relatively score independent, though. I don't really know if I want to go to anyone off the bench. So that's it from Milwaukee, Indiana, and Chicago. I absolutely hate the Pacers. I absolutely hate Rick Carlisle. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's 8.3K. He's the one guy you can probably trust minutes-wise. So I did only play 31 minutes last game um, in a competitive game. So like, he's not playing like 38 minutes a game, which is a bit concerning. Like, he's kind of being capped in like, the low 30s minutes. Uh, but still a guy that has the ceiling, still a guy that's going to run the show offensively. Benedict Matherin, viable for tournaments. Who knows what the minutes are going to be like. Most likely, he'll probably see 25 to 30 uh, minutes, that is. Miles Turner, also questionable. He could be back. If he plays, there's no limitations. I like him. If he misses, then he has to deal with the headache of Jalen Smith, Gogo Bataze, and, um, and Terry Taylor. Um, it's just so, so typical, these next two games from Jalen Smith, because this is the game that I played him where he gets uh, benched and then hit in the mouth and somehow doesn't return. The very next day he goes for 50, and then the next day after that, 40 fancy points. So I just, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate Rick Carlisle. I hate this team. Remove them from all future slates, please. Um, yeah, I mean, this team's a mess. You want to target, take some darts and some of these cheap guys, go for it. I, I just hope Miles Turner plays so we don't have to deal with this big rotation. The Chicago side, we know what's happening here. They run a tight rotation. Rosen, Vooch, Levine, that's where the offense is run. Great matchup here. None of them really stand out. I think my favorite point per hour play would be Vooch. He had the big, big, big game last game. But Rosen has a very high ceiling. Levine has a ceiling too. So all three are fine options. 
not really looking to IO. I know we had a good game last game. I'll let others chase. Um, not much else. I mean, Caruso's 4-1. He's playing decent minutes off the bench, but I just think there's going to be better value. So let's move on to San Antonio, Minnesota, who the Spurs blew out Minnesota last game. Someone make some sense out of that for me. Devin Vassell, doubtful. I expect probably Josh Richardson to pick up the start. They could also go to Josh Primo, go a little bit smaller. So we will see. Keldon Johnson, 6'8". I mean, no Devin Vassell. More often should be run through him. I think he looks pretty good. There is blowout risk here, though. Like, the Spurs should theoretically get blown out here with no Devin Vassell, shorthanded on the road against Minnesota. But they've been playing very, very well. Yaka Pirtle, he'll play around 30 minutes. If he's his out of foul trouble, good play. Trey Jones, 5'5". The price is coming up. But I still think he's an okay play. Guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Almost went for a triple-double last game. Not really, not really interested in Sochan. Um, again, Primo, Richardson, I expect these guys to get more run here with no Devin Vassell. Probably is Jay Rich that picks up the start, but we'll see. Whoever does, I think would be a pretty solid value play. Um, Zach Collins, so if he gets all the backup five minutes, I like him. I mentioned that, you know, if I knew for sure he's going to get all the backup five minutes, and he did last game, I would like him a good amount, and he smashed. Uh, but the previous game, I played him in that early showdown, and they went to Gorgie Jane. So, like, if Collins is only getting the backup five minutes, I like him. But if they dust off Gorgie Jane, um, then things get a little bit tricky. Moving on to Minnesota. So Minnesota, tough team when they're fully healthy, right? With Cat, Gobert, Edward Zilo. So this is really hard to figure out who it's going to be on a night-to-night basis. So average game from Zilo there. Smash, bust, smash. Let's take a look at Anthony Edwards' stats. Average game. Above average game, smash, bust. Let's take a look at Rudy Gobert. Smash, average, average, bust. Take a look at Carl Anthony Towns. Bust, below average, bust, smash. Good luck trying to figure out who it's going to be. That's all I'm going to say. So, if this game stays competitive, at least one of those four guys is going to have a good game. I'm probably just not going to deal with it as a one lineup guy. If you're MMBing, of course, you can just get some exposure to all these guys and be fine. You're one one entry person like myself. How are we going to figure out who it's going to be? Right? It's almost just like a gut feeling. So I have a hard time trying to, uh, playing these guys. I do. I, I think, you know, at least one of these guys, probably two, has a really solid game if, if it stays close. But good luck. Good luck trying to figure out who it's going to be. McDaniels, no thank you. We've been on Noel since the start. We've been on Jalen Noel literally before in the, pre, in the preseason, right? Um, we knew his role is going to be pretty big coming off the bench, and it has been. He's going to play about 20 minutes or so. He's going to chuck when he's out there. He's a very high-usage player. 11, 14, 16, and 16 shot attempts through four games. I mean, the price is coming up, but I still think Noel's okay. If the game blows out, he could play a bit more. So I still have interest in Noel. Now we get back to my favorite game once again, Houston and Utah. Houston, my boys and goons still out. Deshaun Tate could be back here. That, that could make things a bit... Risk here as far as some of these wings go, but we know the guard's going to play big minutes. So I like Kevin Porter Jr. a lot. I like Jalen Green a lot. The floor is a bit higher than Kevin Porter Jr., who's going to do more than peripheral stats, right? Where Jalen Green, a bit more score independent, a bit lower floor, but a similar ceiling, right? They both have 50 plus fancy point upside when they're playing very, very well. So I like both Houston guards in a good matchup against Utah. Jabari Smith started at the five last game. If he starts the five again, I think he makes her a pretty good play. And that really does boost his floor and ceiling, right? So keep an eye on the starting lineup. But with Jay Sean Tate, if he comes back, it's just, 
It makes this rotation of like KJ Martin, Tari Eason, Garuba a bit riskier. And can we just talk about this? Play him more. Tari Eason is one of your best players. Stop it with playing him 15 minutes a game. Just go over his stats. Eight points and seven boards in 15 minutes. 6.7 boards, one assist, one block in 20 minutes. 11 points, two boards, one assist, three blocks and a steal in 19 minutes. 11 points, nine boards, and three steals in 19 minutes. Would you play your rookie more, all right? Why are we just bringing him off the bench and kind of living like the starting lineup should be Kevin Porter Jr., Keelan Green, Ari Eason, Jabari Smith, and Sungu. It should. But right now, they're just not playing Tarkees in a lot of minutes. Again, Jay Sean Tate plays. It's going to make the bench rotation a bit tougher to prioritize. Eric Gordon's playing 30 minutes a night. He's fine. Um, he's scoring dependent, but he's getting minutes right now for some reason, a lot of minutes. So, yeah, I mean, you can play Eric Gordon on the Utah side. So, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, these guys are playing about 30 minutes a game. Clarkson got a little bit of a higher ceiling, but the issue is, um, again, they're not playing like 36, 38 minutes a game. They're kind of taking it easy on all the starters' minutes. Kelly Olenek played 27 minutes last game. Um, I mean, it's a great matchup. I think he's still solid. Jared Vanderbilt finally stayed out of foul trouble, and he smashed. Um, I kind of like him. So Sexton, they're just not playing him a lot. 15 minutes last game. I just I can't do it right now. Walker Kessler, for some reason, only played eight minutes. I'm not oh he was in foul trouble, that's why. Um, but 4.3k, he's normally playing about 20 minutes or so. I think he's a decent value play off the bench. Blake Beasley, 4-2, should play, you know, 20-ish minutes or so. I think he's okay. I mean, you probably see some THT, a little bit of Rudy Gay. Bonchio was in the rotation. I think I played him in uh, Olympic DFS. I think he was on Italy's team. Um, I remember that. Lakers and Denver. So, again, last slate, I finally faded Anthony Davis. I couldn't take him, but he busted here, injured here. I just couldn't deal with the Anthony Davis headache. Faded him on the early slate. Six blocks and two steals when I finally fade. And an absolute smash for AD. When I play, he's in the locker room. He's missing the whole third quarter. Yippee! Yeah, LeBron, 80. This is where the offense is run. Westbrook, doubtful. Got to trade him soon. Just get him off this team. But yeah, LeBron, 80. Both solid options if you think this game stays competitive. With no Westbrook, it's, they could do a lot of things here at the starting lineup, right? They could throw a guy like Kendrick Nunn in the starting lineup. I don't think they will, though. My guess, actually, for who starts is probably going to be Troy Brown or Austin Reeves. I think it's gonna go. they're going to go to, like, a wing. So... Yeah, a lot of minutes to go around with that Westbrook. Lonnie Walker, Pat Beverly, they might play a couple extra minutes. They're already playing like 30 minutes a game. I think both these guys are solid value plays um, in Patrick Beverly and in Lonnie Walker. None has been absolutely awful shooting. He's only 3.5K. Um, I mean, if he has a decent shooting game, they will play him more. So I'm intrigued by him for GPPs. Troy Brown, Austin Reeves, these guys probably find their way into more minutes. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Troy Brown. It says he's not the best one per minute guy. Uh, but Austin Reed's only 3-3. So, like, there is some guys that are in play here for the Lakers. We'll keep an eye on the starting lineup for sure. Um, JTA will be in the rotation, but I don't think it's necessary to go to him. On the Denver side also, right? I play Nicole Jokic on the showdown. Nicole Jokic shoots four times and gets in massive foul trouble and loses, like, 10 minutes. Like, it's every night, man. I missed the cash by, like, two points in tournaments tonight because of Porzingis losing eight minutes. It's just enough. 
enough of the injuries and the massive foul trouble. Why is it always someone in my lineup? Someone. End this streak, please. One slate. Burry, 6-7. Gordon, MPJ, they're fine. Michael Porter Jr., questionable. If he misses, Bruce Brown probably finds his way into more Mets. He would be a solid value. KCP, we know we're getting out of KCP. Should play big minutes, score independent. I don't hate a guy like Bones Highland at 3-9. Again, he's very similar in my opinion. It's like the Spider-Man shift with him and Emmanuel Quickly. They're basically the same player to me of backup point guard that's going to run the show up uh, in the second unit and going to be super high usage player. So 3.9K, I don't mind a guy like Bones. Finally, Miami and Portland. Uh, Jimmy Butler, still too pricey. Um, Bam and Abayo, 7-2. I, I do kind of like the price point for him. He's playing huge minutes, played 38 minutes last game. He hasn't really had the big game yet, but I do kind of like Bam. My boy, Tyler Hero, 6.9K. The price is coming up, but for good reason. Uh, he's the guy I once again like the best. Now, we cannot expect 15 rebounds, right? 15 rebounds, come on. For Tyler Hero, 15 rebounds. That is crazy talk, but he played 40 minutes. I like Hero, and I like Bam again. Dusty Kyle Lowry is in play. Had a really bad game last game, but um, he's a guy that can go for 35, 40 fancy points. We do have Martin coming back, so it should mean less minutes for Struess. And that's about it. I'm not only targeting the bench, guys. Um, finishing up with Portland. So Damian Lillard, tougher spot here against the Miami Heat, but I'm fine with him for GPPs. 50-plus fans points in the last three games. My boy, Yusuf Nurkic. You see what happens when you play him more. Plays 35 minutes against Jokic. Plays good defense. Almost a triple-double. Enough of the benching of Nurkic. Play him 35 minutes a night. Now, against Miami, could they go small ball against Bam? I guess they could technically do it if they want to, but... Only if Justice Winslow plays. If Justice Winslow misses, I think they, they, they have to play Nurkic over 30 minutes. So I do like Nurkic. If he can stay out of foul trouble, it's a tough matchup, but um, he's a great point-per-minute guy. Simons, Grant, Hart, all kind of there for me. Simons had the big game last game. Um, he's probably got the highest ceiling. Grant's indifferent on him. Hart's been very popular over the last three slates. He was kind of a letdown last game, but normally a guy that can stuff the stash. I mean, he still had 11 rebounds last game, so... The secondary plays are all fine for me. Winslow, if he does play, I actually don't hate him at 4-1. A little revenge game here of 26, 24, and 25 minutes in the games that he played. If he misses, you probably see a little bit more run for a guy like Nasir Little, played 18 minutes last game. A little more run for a guy like Shaden Sharp. And then you did see Keon Johnson enter the rotation, but I don't know if it's necessary to play any of those guys. It really just solidifies the minutes on the starters if there's no Winslow. So that's going to do it for the video, guys. Again, if you haven't enjoyed the content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. All I ask, again, land it on this. One slate.